You're fighting to make it into the fancy playoffs. You're looking for a fancy championship. You got injuries. You got buys, but it's okay because we got you. There's week 12 waivers to discuss. Let's get to it. You are now listening to the Rival Fantasy Sports Podcast. Let's go. This is Rival Fantasy. I am Neil Maligno. Thank you for joining me. As always, we are going to jump straight into the Week 12 waivers for you, starting with the QBs. At QB, the only QB that I'm going to recommend for you this week is Deshaun Watson. I'm not going to stop saying this until it's too late for you. He may be available. He may not in your league, depending on whether your uh, other league mates got ahead of this. Obviously, he's coming back in Week 13, but it's going to be a great game. Week 13 against the Texans, you don't think Deshaun Watson is going to ball out? Come on, man. So if you got QB injuries, if you got a QB bye week coming up, there's no one better to put on your lineup than Deshaun Watson. I know you're like, Neil, but he's been out for so long. He's got all this drama. I don't care. He's going to come back like a man on fire. He's motivated. He wants to prove the doubters wrong. Deshaun Watson, whether you like him or not, is a leader on the football field. He is a leader of men on the football field. He had all these questions coming out of college. He proved everybody wrong. He's going to do it again. Is he going to start off a little slow? Maybe. We'll see. I don't think so. I think he's going to come out with a lot to prove, and I think he's going to be able to carry it all. Um, and, and again, this is a Browns team who's been good otherwise, which is Cody Brissett. So why would Watson struggle? I don't see it. He is my QB waiver for you to add. Otherwise, if you're just in a jam, he's not available, and you need to pick somebody up. There's plenty of other quarterbacks out there right now who are just playing decently well to get you by for a week. And, and it is what it is. The biggest concern here is like if you're going to lose a Justin Fields, potentially Deshaun Watson is a great feeling, in my opinion, uh, to make up for this past week 12. In week 12, though, there's plenty of guys who you could pick up if you're in a, 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 a team, a, a league that has a size where it's like start one quarterback. If you're in a two quarterback league, you're, you're in trouble. <laughs> but in general, there's plenty of quarterbacks to get you by for a week or whatever it may be uh, in case of that. All right. I don't want to recommend any other quarterbacks because I don't love any other quarterbacks. There are guys, obviously, like I said, Taylor Heineke, all these other guys who could help you, Andy Dalton potentially, but they're not going to be guys that I recommend. They're just general fill-ins for you. Let's move over to the running backs. At running back, I have a few names that I want to throw at you. Some of them are dependent on certain things happening, but the first one, and for me, the most clear one, is Latavius Murray. This team just released Melvin Gordon, the Broncos. So it opens up a lot more for Latavius Muir. It, it was already good for him. Like he was already doing well. He was getting a decent amount of touchdowns. And I, and going into it, I didn't anticipate him to do a lot because I just thought, oh, Melvin Gordon will be the guy. He's been there already. They're more, you know, familiar with him. But Latavius Murray has come in there and done his thing. And he's done this everywhere he goes in his career. He's always been a guy that teams can trust and rely on to just get out there and, 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 and do the dirty work. You know what I mean? So Melvin Gordon released. It opens up a lot of workload potentially for Murray, but he's been effective in games. He's been scoring touchdowns. He's as good as a midseason replacement as you're going to get at this point when it comes to a situation where you really need a running back. You have a running back who went out uh, with a serious injury, and then you could fill him in with Latavius Murray. Again, he's not flashy. He's not excited necessarily, but he does the dirty work. He's a hard runner. He's a good dude. He works hard. So it's not like, eh, I'm not so sure. Is he, you know, is he work hard? Latavius Murray does work hard. So this is a great replacement for you if you're in a really bad spot and need a, a running back. Melvin Gordon, we don't know where he's going to go. We'll see how that plays out. Again, I'm not really as concerned about Melvin Gordon. I'm more just excited about Latavius Murray and his potential moving forward for the rest of the year. Another guy that I have, he was on this list actually before the Daryl Henderson release because he had the most carries for the Rams in week 11. I already liked him as the best running back in this backfield. I was disappointed how the Rams have handled this whole situation. I don't know what that was about. I don't know how you go from not playing the really good player too much 
him being upset, him asking to be traded, you not trading him, and now you giving him the most carries on the team in week 11. It was weird how this whole situation has played out, but let's see. Maybe we'll get a happy ending. Maybe maybe everything will end fine for Cam Akers and the Rams. They need a playmaker. Cup's out of there. Akers is the best running back on the roster to do that. No ta- no, no um, passing targets was frustrating for me in that situation, but hopefully he does get some of those. They also have Kyron Williams, who I've mentioned on past episodes for waivers that he's a he's a notable option here. I think he'll get a lot. He'll get more of the passing game as well. So he if he, if he if he gets all the passing game out of the backfield, it's going to suck for Acres in that sense. I still think Acres is the best running back overall here, but both are worthy to be on your roster and your lineup. I wouldn't pick up both. I'd pick up one or the other if both were available. I'd pick up Acres if he's not available. I would pick up Kyron. I think he's definitely worth putting on your bench and and seeing how things play out, especially with the Henderson release. It was was interesting. It was unexpected. So we'll see how that plays out and how it affects these guys both moving forward. The last one I have at running back is Samaji Pirine. This is more of like keep your eye on it kind of thing. If Mixon doesn't play, obviously we've seen P. Ryan can get the job done. He can do well. He can score touchdowns for you. He can get things active out there. So if you're, you know, in a jam again, he's worth putting on your, uh, these are the kind of guys, especially late heading into the, you know, late into the season here and into the fantasy playoffs. It's okay to have a guy like P. Ryan, even if Mixon's hurt. I mean, not hurt. This way you still go, hey, if Mixon gets hurt, I see what, I see what he can do. So he's a worthy stash at this point. It's kind of like when I was telling people to, you know, to stash Deonta Foreman while uh, Christian McCaffrey was there. I just knew that what he could do if McCaffrey got hurt or, you know, I didn't think about him getting traded, but if he got hurt, I knew what he was capable of. So these guys are worthy to be on your team. And, and again, if you don't have to use them, I guess it's a good situation for you and for the running back ahead of them. But at the end of the day, when you do have to use them, they're really great fill-ins. So again, just to wrap it up, Latavius Murray, Cam Akers, P. Ryan, if Mixon is still hurt. Let's move on to the wide receivers. At wide receiver, my number one option for you is Demarcus Robinson. If you watched our last episode, I talked about him up there as well. Demarcus Robinson, for me, is the number one wide receiver option in Baltimore. I think that with Bateman gone, I think he's stepping up. I think that he is the guy who can take the top off the defense. He's the guy who can get 60-yard touchdowns at the blink of an eye. Of course, Duvernay is pretty good as well. He can do those things as well. They had kind of a similar skill set in that sense, but Marcus Robinson actually had a big preseason. If you remember when the Raiders cut him, the Ravens signed him, and he had a big preseason game. Now he had a 100-yard game in Week 11. I I like DeMarcus Robinson moving forward. I actually think he's pretty good. I think that if he gets more opportunity here, which he's going to get just by, by the default at this point because of injuries and whatnot, that he's a great asset on this team. They have Mark Andrews. They have decent running backs who are getting the workload done. So when DeMarcus Robinson has his opportunity to take the top off the defense, He's going to be there. It's just going to happen. And all you need for it is to happen once or twice a game where he makes these huge splash plays. So for me, he's your best add in week 11 at wide receiver. I add him. And I, for, for me, you add him and it's wheels up. I trust in Demarcus Robinson, even as a flex, if you have to, uh, in week 12. My next guy is Darius Slayton. His rookie season, I was high on him. I was high. If you were watching the content back then or listening to the content back then. I like Darius Slayton in his rookie season. I felt really good about him. The Giants had just been weird, right? Like Daniel Jones wasn't playing so great at points. They had other wide receivers who they kind of like drafted. They liked them a lot. That didn't pan out. They just had all these situations happening where Slayton would be like, good, bad, good, bad, not get used, good, bad. It was all over the place, but it seemed like for a while there, it seemed like the Giants were fading him. It felt like they were fading away from him. Injuries had forced their hand. He's back. And he's in the mix and he's done well with it. I, again, not just because of recent 
what he's done. I just always had faith in Slayton. So I thought if he got a fresh start somewhere, it might be good for him. But here we are. He's still a giant, similar to Cam Akers. He's back in the mix because of whatever reason, whether it was injuries, whether it's just the team, you know, refocusing things. And he's playing well. So I would definitely get Slayton on your team if you had the opportunity to do so. I also have some notables at wide receiver. I'm repeating again from last week. Burks, Traylon Burks, Paris Campbell, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and all the Rams wide receivers that you want to try to, um, you know, throw out there. The Rams wide receivers for me are if you're in a deeper league and you're just trying to find wide receivers to fill in for you. But if you're in other leagues, Traylon Burks, you got to get him on your team if he's available. You got to get Paris Campbell on your team if he's available. And you got to get Donovan Peoples-Jones in your lineup. Don't forget, with Donovan Peoples-Jones, we also talked about Sean Watson going back. I think that just elevates the situation even better. As well as he's played, it gets even better because I'm not going to disregard the difference from Jacoby Brissett to Deshaun Watson. Neil, Deshaun, uh, Jacoby Brissett's been playing well. Yeah, I know, but Deshaun Watson's just better. <laughs> it is what it is. I feel good about Donovan Peoples-Jones going forward as well. These guys, I'm just repeating from last week, if you didn't get them then and they're still available, what are you waiting for? Get him in your lineups. Let's move over to tight end. At tight end, I got two names for you. The first one, my favorite one, good workload, team and QB trust him. His, his workload is going up and up and up. He's performing well. He's not, you know, making, not, 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 it's not like he's not doing well with the work that he's getting. So I know they have Taysom Hill there, but he's just weird. He's the quarterback. He's a running back. He's a little bit of everything. Jawan Johnson's more your traditional tight end. He's done well. I actually like him starting, not even just picking him up, but starting him in your lineups in even just 12 quarterback tight end leagues where you just got every team starts one tight end. I'm cool with you starting Jawan Johnson. I actually do like him there. I think he's doing really well. I think they trust him. There. I think Dalton likes him. So Jawan Johnson for me is my number one tight end ad. Another one you got is Dawson Knox. If he's available in your league, he's not going to be in available as many leagues as Jawan Johnson is it's just is what it is. Dawson Knox is a more household name at tight end, but he's another solid ad. If you can get him, he's in an offense where even if it's three, four, five, six targets, whatever it is, is great. It's great value for your tight end because he's going to get targeted in the red zone. Potentially. There's big playability. This is just a really good offense to get a slice of. And if it happens to be the tight end, that's fine. That's more than enough. And again, tight end's so volatile. It's one guy's in the top five one week. He's out of it. Top 15 next week. Like, it takes very little for you to, you know, be in a top 10 tight end in this league at this point from week-to-week basis. Dawson Knox is another good option for you. I do like Jawan Johnson more. But Dawson Knox, if he's available, he's less, he's more owned in, in leagues. So he's going to be less likely available for you, depending on the league size. But both are good ads for you if you're in a jam at tight end. And the last thing I want to hit you with is the catch them sleeping. These are just waiver guys that I feel are a little less necessary at the moment in terms of maybe they're not performing really well yet. Maybe they don't have the workload needed. Maybe there's no injury that, you know, potentially can push their stock up a little more. But I do want you to stash them. I do want you to get them on your bench if they're available. Again, these are the guys we're looking ahead for. Like, what if such and such happens? This guy shoots up. Or if this guy stays consistent and he just keeps doing this, he's worth more than, he, than what we think he is. So the first one is James Cook. His workload is what it is. This is the Bills offense. He's not going to get rid of Devin Singletary. He's not going to make him go away. If there is an injury, he's good money. He's good money. And even if there is no injury as of now, he's just making progress with the limited workload that he's getting. He's a good stash. He's a, he's, he's as good as a running back stash that you're going to get right now. Like a guy who's not a starter. He's not getting a ton of work, but he is productive with the work he's getting. You're kind of just hoping that the workload increases or I don't want to say an injury happens, but if it does, then his value would shoot up through the roof a little more. So James Cook is a good one to catch people sleeping on. Catch your league mates sleeping. They may not be thinking about him. The other one is Nico Collins. 
you guys know I don't like this offense in general. Uh, Davis Mills has just been lackluster for me. He's not exciting. This team doesn't put up a ton of points, yet Collins has still been consistent and good recently. So he's worth adding. The Brandon Cooks thing also is like he's been getting less and less work. It used to be like, well, if Brandon Cooks is there for me, that's the only guy I'm going to trust, you know, Davis Mills to somehow make productive. At this point, that's dropped off the list for me. And Nico Collins is the guy that I trust a little more than I do Brandon Cooks. So, yeah, in a situation where I have to choose between those two starting, I am starting Nico Collins. I'm not the guy who starts a starter just because he's the bigger name or just because of his past record. I'm going with Nico Collins. He's the hot hand. He's the young guy. He's the guy coming up. He's a talented player. I'm rolling with him. Brandon Cooks is unhappy and it's just weird. And this team is not doing well. So why even, why would they even, you know, give the work to the old guy? Not that he's old in general, but comparison to Nico Collins, he is. All right. That is it for week 12 waivers. My bold prediction for week 12. I'm going with Antonio Gibson, my boy with the commanders. I think he will score two touchdowns in week 12, two touchdowns versus the Falcons, one through the air. Let's get specific. One through the air and one on the ground. That's not enough. Two touchdowns, one in the air, one to the ground, and we'll say he still has more carries this week than Brian Robinson as well out of the backfield. So I'm a big fan of Antonio Gibson in general. I think this is a good matchup from us, a solid matchup. Two touchdowns, Antonio Gibson, week 12, most carries out of the backfield for the commanders this week in week 12. And our not-so-obvious lock of week 12, and our not-so-obvious lock, it has to be a player that I feel is not obvious, he's not clearly at the top of projections for most people and he's also going to get you 10 fantasy points or more that's what qualifies them for a not so obvious lock of the week if they don't get that we failed it's a bust but it is what it is my not so obvious lock of the week you heard me talk about him earlier demarcus robinson he'll have back-to-back 100 yard games week 11 was over 100 yards week 12 will be over 100 yards He's doing one touchdown also versus the Jaguars this week, in my opinion. I like the matchup. Robinson can take a top off of defense. We just talked about this. Big game incoming for Demarcus Robinson. Over 100 yards and one touchdown versus the Jaguars. This is the new wide receiver one for the Ravens, baby. Let's go, Demarcus Robinson. Not so obvious lock of week 12. That is it for today's episode, guys. I want you to like, comment, and subscribe. Help us beat the algorithm. Just like you're beating your opponents in fantasy, help us beat this YouTube algorithm. Get us up there in the mix. We need your support to do so. Leave any start, sit, waiver, trades, whatever questions you have, leave them in the comments. If you're listening to the show and you're not watching it, just sign up for YouTube, get on there, subscribe, and still put your comments in there. It's just the easiest way uh, for me to respond to you guys. If you don't want to do that because you're just listening on audio, which is great, shout out to everyone on Apple Podcasts who's hit subscribe, who leaves the five-star review, who does all that good stuff, then the best way for you at that point is to follow us on social, either on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. I try to be as, uh, you know, as, as, a, as, as easy to access for you guys as possible. So on Twitter, IG, and TikTok, at Rival Fantasy. Let us know you watch the show. I'll be sure to follow back if you do that. It's just the easiest way for you to stand out so I don't miss the alert. Otherwise, of course, visit RivalFantasy.com, create your account, make a deposit, and add another layer of competition, another layer of fun to the games that you're watching. It's not just NFL. You have NBA on there, whatever the active sport is at the time, but NFL right now, especially since you're watching a fantasy football show, it only makes sense. 100% loss protection, up to $50 with your first deposit. Get on there now rivalfantasy.com it's very simple you create an account you make a deposit and you start winning money having fun extra layer of fun to your games sports are more fun with rival it is what it is it is just a fact that is it for today guys good luck in week 12 again any questions comments drop them below and i will get to you i'm out